This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see and the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR. At checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com, promo code armchair. Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 oh. assists from James. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. oh, oh, oh no! Oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 40 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and sitting next to me as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. <laughs> that is true. We are sitting next to you as always. I got a new bed today. I was hoping someone would make a comment about Jake Light's return to the podcast oh, booth. Yeah, yeah, I missed yeah. one show. Yeah. I think one. Did you listen to the show? I listened to parts of it 100%. Um, and because most importantly, I I wanted to see if my job was going to get taken. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm on the hot seat. I got to come <laughs> up with a good show. And I really just needed to hear what everyone had to say about Rodney Hood. I loved it. And uh, even Chris said some nice things. So it was, uh, it was a productive podcast without me. And uh, hopefully I can bring some uh, spice back. What to grade it. would you give Jared for his performance? Oh, actually, he's a well spoken guy. You know, he's a well-spoken guy, um, and coming from a well-spoken guy like me, I mean, that should mean a lot to Jared, so shout-out to Jared. I thought he was really good. One to ten, I'd give him a, I'd give him a solid eight. I think that's a solid. Really? I thought it was a good, I thought he did a nice job. I mean, he's not, he wasn't in, he wasn't in studio, obviously, so, I mean, that makes it's it easier. Yeah, it makes it a little easier to play off each other, but, no, Jared, shout-out, you did a nice job. And just a forewarning. Uh, where we record out a dog just pissed in here <laughs> and there's like some spray so it kind of smells like a diaper that was just changed yep it does and uh, that's on me I, I let the dog out and you think he would go pee and he didn't so uh, yeah I walk in every time to set up for these shows and as soon as I walk into the back there's this floor mat that's sitting there and I just stepped to the warmest pile of liquid and I knew right away the dog had peed yeah. more of the story we're all humans just like you guys. Yeah, we and, all step and piss. And you're doing the show today with no sock on. One sock. One sock, no sock. Yeah, one sock on. I don't know how what I'm going to do when I go home. I, it's not going to be dry. <laughs> I'm just going to have to go sockless in the right shoe. That happens. Anywho, 
back to uh, the topics at hand, your Indiana Pacers. This is an Indiana Pacers podcast. Tough stretch here over the past, since the All-Star break. Came out hot, won two games right off the bat, and since then playing a little over 500 basketball. But more recently, last three games, since we last spoke to you guys, uh, lost last week at Dallas. That was a very tough loss. Uh, ended up winning against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home. Another close game. Followed up by losing to the Orlando Magic by five points at home. That was uh, The Magic have been playing good basketball, but that was uh, a very bad loss in my eyes. Saturday night game uh, in Indy, home game. Uh, just was a rough game to watch. And then they followed up last night beating the Chicago Bulls at home. Don't want to break down every single game that happened, but what have you seen that you've liked or disliked over the past week from the Pacers? I still think uh, Bojan's bringing it and Thad are bringing it. Other than that, I think you can make a case for Wes and Miles defensively, but I just I think we're lacking a little scoring at times. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, you're right. So, like, well, it feels like we have to struggle for points at certain points, and I don't know. What I mean, when those guys, when our main guys are hitting and on, we can compete with anybody, but those lack of days, some rookies – I mean, TJ Leafs played decent, but, you know, I think that's where our main problem has come. Yeah, I agree. I, I have been very impressed with with Wes Matthews. It was a, such a seamless transition. I mean, I just feel like he's been part of the team now. Um, and, and he's been shooting the ball pretty well. I mean, he I mean that's what he does. That's what he should do. And he's defending, so he's, he's doing exactly what he should. We need more <laughs> from Tyreek Evans. I'm just going to say it right now. We need more. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad. that he, I think he's getting, what, $12 million in – he should be able to slide into what Oladipo does. He's not shouldn't do it as well, but we got to get somebody attacking the basket. In fact, I, I do want to give a shout out to Darren Collison. Actually, I think he's he's doing much better. He's stepping mm-hmm. up to the challenge. Um, my skin's kind of crawling saying that, but um, I do think without him, we we definitely would not have beat uh, Minnesota. And then um, against the Bulls, he again stepped up in, in a big way. Hit a big three there after Bojan's big three late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we just, we really, we need as many wins as possible, which is like no shit, Sherlock. But at the same, I mean, we need these wins. We have got to just stay in that three seed. It's, we're hanging on. I mean, it's dear life. It's dear life. Some tidbits here. Sabonis still hasn't played since the Detroit game. I think the bench really is missing out on him. Uh, Kylo Quinn's filled in okay, but you just don't get that same type of scoring punch. Uh, off the bench when Sabonis has been out, and I'm kind of—I'll be honest—I'm kind of sick and tired of watching Kylo Quinn every night <laughs> off the bench. I liked him better when he was cheering over there on the sideline. I like Kylo Quinn; he's a nice guy, but I'm ready for Sabonis to be back, yes, and he's uh, already out for the Milwaukee game, so that's unfortunate. But hoping he will be back by this weekend. Uh, other thing that I wanted to point out was Carl Anthony Towns. There, did you see the end of that game where? He was acting like a tough guy. Yeah, just uh, standing in front of the We had talked so well about him after his car accident. (laughs) And then a day later, we turned on him, and he just acted like a fake tough guy. He was mad because Turner blocked somebody at the end of the game. And apparently you should just let people score points at the end of the game. (laughs) Well, that's the LeBron James way. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so he had inbound or defended the inbound pass and, like, was slapping the ball with, like, two seconds left. The Pacers just had to run the clock out. And he was just acting like a fake tough guy. So shout out to Carl Anthony Towns. You're the fake tough guy of the week. And then uh, Terrence Ross, I also wanted to point out, that dude could not miss a damn shot. I don't know if you guys watched the Magic game. I watched. I remember Michael watching Jordan reincarnated. 
Couldn't miss a shot. Pretty high praise. Yeah. Pretty high praise. Pacers, pretty, Pacers made some plays game. down the stretch. I mean, to get themselves back in the game, Thad got a steal, and I think we're down by like two or three points, and Terrence Ross comes down and drains a three. And I had to leave after that because uh, that was just a, that was a deal breaker. <laughs> I had a guy in my section, two Orlando Magic fans. One of the Magic fans was wearing a Penny Hardaway jersey. That you knew that he just like dug that out, like he got that out of his brother's stash, and he was cheering for the Magic all night long. Really annoying. And then this guy behind me, one of the most obnoxious guys I've ever seen at a game, and he was an Orlando Magic fan in Indiana, by the way. So makes no sense. Didn't make any sense. And uh, I mean, I've never had a problem with the Magic. I don't ever really root against them because they're really, I mean, they're irrelevant. They're insignificant. <laughs> I mean. Um. But this guy just made me hate the Orlando Magic. Whenever I mean, you could every anybody in the lower level when it was quiet, like when Bojan was shooting free throws, he would go, <laughs> just saying some ridiculous stuff. That guy pissed me off, and I tweeted about him after the game, I think, and uh, had some Orlando Magic fans in our mentions coming at us about uh, they were glad he was there pissing us, pissing <laughs> me off. So, Just love the fan interaction on Twitter. Yeah, Always so positive. I, I officially hate the Orlando Magic. And I didn't even tag the magic or anything. They had, they had, they had just found us. So, so yesterday, I know I the the guy that did the L because Levine dunked on yeah, Miles yeah. after Miles had like seven blocks. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy. And then I was like, man, I can't wait to go after this guy because I wanted to wait until we won. You know, For I was sure. pretty sure, but I didn't want to jinx it. You, you know how we always jinx. jinx. So I waited, waited, waited. I think I tweeted something like, hey. Hope you enjoy that L. Something yada yada yada. And he's like, LOL. Don't really care about L's. Really like. And I just hate those people. Like, yeah. you know, because if they win, it's like, we're not even trying to win and we still beat you good. And then now it's, oh, I, I want a good draft pick. So really, that guy is the absolute worst. It's the ultimate L. And then, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, I don't really care. So I think I literally tweeted back. I was like, all right, well, let me know when you care and then we can, we can come <laughs> Great back. Response. Yeah, we can come back and figure this out. Great response. Upcoming schedule for the Pacers this week uh, and Tuesday as well. They play Thursday night at Milwaukee. Game is on TNT. The Bucks currently Bucks currently in first place. Uh, Sunday they play on ABC. So big national televised game there. I believe it starts at three thirty. They're currently fourth in the East. So Pacers really need that win because they're jockeying for position with both the Sixers and the Celtics there. And then Tuesday they finish up at home against uh, the New York Knicks, last place in the Eastern Conference. So bad, if you lose that game, you might as well just quit. What would you do for a two and one there? <clears throat> definitely two and one. I was saying that the Pacers definitely need to get at least one of the. They're not going to win both of these games. I don't feel like, but if they can go one and one, how proud would you be of them? I want the TNT game. I want. I want you know Charles Barkley to just look like a big dumb idiot up there on the camera. <laughs> That's all I want. Really. I, I want the Milwaukee game too because it kind of takes pressure off Philadelphia. If you lose the first one, yeah, second one's pretty important. It'd be a big game. They're gonna be pretty exciting league. I like when we play big teams. I like to see how we rank up against them. And I know it kind of feels race. like it's been a while since we've had a yeah. big game. And these last month, what we have just a shit ton of big games. Yeah, like you just so uh, seventeen games left. Fourteen of them are against teams that are currently in the playoffs. So like you really have no room <laughs> for messing up. Nope. But the other good statistic from that that I had for you is if they finish eight and nine. They'll have 50 wins on the season. So if, even awesome. if they finish a game under 500, the Pacers will win 50 games. 
Now, if I told you that Victor Oladipo was going to miss 46 games this year and the Pacers won 50 games, what would you have told me in October? So let's do it. I mean, I, I feel like I probably wouldn't have believed you. But you would have told me I was on crack. At the same time, I could have been talked into it. My homer always shows. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. The 50-40-90 with Darren. Maybe I would not. I mean, the even with Old Depot, what was the – it was 47 or 48 is the, yeah. the over-under number. So, and I mean, I feel like they're going to get over that even without Victor. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I think we would have taken that. Yeah, honestly. I didn't put any money on it. I put it. I put a money on us to win the title. So that's we'll see. I mean, yeah, they got they got some pancakes. That's still alive. That's still alive. They got some easy teams coming up. Uh, it's not all. I mean, obviously, what I just said, they're all fourteen <laughs> playoff teams. But it's not like every game at from here on out is against the Golden State Warriors. So they're winnable games. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said playoff teams, but they still play like Brooklyn and you know. I mean, they're a playoff team, but they're not the Warriors. They play, uh, I believe, the Hawks again. So they still have some winnable games. The Knicks, like we just talked about. So it's not like they're destined for failure. And this will be a good test for them as well because in the playoffs you play playoff teams. <laughs> so believe it or not, you play I'm playoff just, teams in the playoffs. We, we only we only <laughs> dive deep into the analysis here. I love it, Chris. Um, so pretty much what do you guys think about that upcoming schedule? Are you nervous or, like you just said, you hope we at least go 1-1? One one? I'm excited. I'm not nervous. Nah, I'm not nervous. I mean, Or about the month of March coming up. Yeah. Are you nervous about the month of March coming up? The upcoming you know, St. Patrick's Day, the Ides of March, the Ides of March, St. Patrick's Day. You know, I'm never. I'm always pretty comfortable. March Madness, March Madness, bracket oh, challenges, geez. everything. Oh. Everything's right around the corner. Spring is coming. All right, so uh, go Pacers. <laughs> um, before we dive into our mailbag trivia questions, the Mac and Meter. One thing I did want to make sure I brought up was uh, just some TV talk. We never yeah. talk about anything other than basketball. <coughs> yeah. So we can just give a few minutes here to talk about yep. TV. What are you guys watching? So what have you guys? Yeah. What have you watched lately that's really impressed you? Um, impressed me. Um, or I disgusted you? Well, I, it, as far as impressed me, the Lost Confession tapes. I think I've already watched this once. It's starting to ring a bell. But basically, it's about these two guys that may or may not have killed this guy's family, and um, they had they like confess on tape after a bunch of weird stuff and it's just one of those weird little crime shows i like i, I was big into that and uh ted bundy stuff i was good too you know i like those like murder mysteries even though it wasn't a mystery ted bundy killed everybody but yeah stuff like that although i do know you know chris especially this alex jones guy holy <laughs> shit he's has anybody else watched the alex jones videos which i like from the joe rogan podcast? from just joe rogan uh, I've seen like the clips of them. I haven't watched the full video. So I've watched. Yeah. I haven't listened to the whole thing. So it's a four-hour podcast. <laughs> him sitting there with Alex Jones. So I don't know the whole backstory, but him and Alex Jones have been like friends from yeah. the past, and then they've had like a hate love relationship. So they're back on the love side, and Alex Jones just comes on there spewing the most ridiculous things. <laughs> uh, the other guy that was sitting with Joe Rogan's trying to egg him on, talking about supporting abortion and stuff, and Alex Jones just loses his shit. <laughs> Um, and then we don't talk get into political beliefs or stuff like this on this podcast, no. but, uh, Alex Jones talks about all these dimensions and, uh, you know, these, uh, guys like higher up these political people and all these higher ups that are p- pretty much in the Illuminati are like going on these acid trips to communicate with aliens and makes you think <laughs> they're making deals with these aliens in like the third or fourth, di- like the s- we're in like the third dimension. You got to check it out. 
How does this guy get popular? Like, I he's got a website. He sells those supplements. I, know, I, I mean, like, the guy just spews the most ridiculous things. I don't even know if he's. I think I think he believes what he's saying because he's that crazy. Yeah, like if you told me he was an alien, I might believe it. That's just how outlandish this dude is. Here's the problem: Can we prove he's not telling the truth? Can we prove he's wrong? <laughs> Let's see. I'm not even gonna try. I don't uh, even like. I can't like so. I mean, he's just. It's, we live in a generation where we're just loud and obnoxious. Here we go. Here's something. a here's a clip. Okay. Good. Okay, but you're, no, no, my no, no, family, no. your family, none of us are gonna make it. There's a post-human error coming. The breakaway civilization. The deal's been made. It's not. It's not the third dimension. They've made freaking deals with interdimensional aliens. Okay. Notice the media. Notice the media never talks about. I'm gonna it. play the one where he absolutely freaks out. So if you're a child or uh, you don't like curse words, please uh, skip to the next, like 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. So yeah, Alex Jones crazy. I don't believe a word he says, but it's funny to watch. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the most viewed podcasts over the last couple of years. He's been on there before, but yeah, I've never listened. Um. And then we the should other, send him a bumper sticker. I would think about that. <laughs> maybe, he'll send us, maybe he'll send us a supplement, his supplements back. What? What? We keep saying supplement. What really is it? Is it like he markets these supplements on his website and like he sells them? Like so, some supplement company like from oh, GNC oh, oh, like, or whatever. I didn't whatever. know if we were like talking like ways to get to the fifth dimension. Oh or? no. Okay. The funniest part was be really interesting. <laughs> so he took a serious before after picture. And this is the last point on Alex Jones, and we'll move on. This is huge. He took a before-after picture after he used the supplements. It was a 45-day challenge. And so the before action, the before picture looked just like the after picture. <laughs> but in the after picture, he, like, had a tan, and he's, like, sunburned. <laughs> so someone made the comment, like, 45 days, and Alex Jones got, like, sunburned from his supplements. I don't know. It was funny. you got to check it out. Funny picture. Anyway, moving on. What's the Neverland thing here? That's the other thing I wanted oh, okay. to mention. Hawk, did you watch? I, don't really know I didn't watch it. I was waiting for my bed to come in, and as you know, it didn't until <laughs> You exactly don't want to watch it in bed. You don't want to watch the Michael Jackson one in bed. What, I just standing up? You gotta, just... you gotta go, just keep it on your couch. Like, really? Well, how long is it? Is it like a... It's four hours. That's two parts. <laughs> a lot of people say Michael Jackson's still innocent. I lean towards the side where I don't think he's innocent. Why? <laughs> uh, because... Explain this. Well, okay, here's my theory. If you are, let's say, on the off chance that he is innocent and never did anything... Why would you put yourself in the situation to stay in the same bed as these children? Why would you have a theme park at your house called Neverland and invite all these kids over? Um, you're just connecting the dots. You're, I mean, you're 30-something years old and you're hanging out with a 7-year-old boy and he's your best friend. I mean, that's just – that's not – and it's not – Michael Jackson, if he did – yeah, he's scum if he really did do it, which I think he did do it. But – uh, the parents are even like they're stupid. They're they are. They're the parents are the worst part. Yeah. Quick question, and this is just a hypothetical. Which parents are worse, abducted in plain sight, 
know, they're both on the same level. They're both on the same level. Which one's worse? Abducted I'd say abducted in plain sight yeah, me is. Too. I mean, but have you heard the story of abducted? Can just, I please like, just break this down real quick? They real just quick. let them. Okay. They just let their kids. Okay, get basically, uh, the, this dude moves into their neighborhood. Uh, he befriends them. The dude falls in love with their daughter, who's 11 years old. He abducts the daughter, even though they're like super close. He abducts the daughter. They go somewhere for like five days. Parents refuse to say anything's wrong. They don't go to the FBI. In the meantime, they're telling us, "Hey, we've let this dude sleep in our daughter's 11-year-old daughter's bed for like the last like three months because his." therapist told him to he brings her back after they he gets married to her in mexico legally brings her back and then he tells her has, she was abducted by aliens tell, tell her she's abducted by aliens and she's not allowed to have sex with anybody else except him the only way he, she can save the world is if she has his baby and so she's like convinced of this till she's 16 now pause how does he continue to be close to her well he gets the girl's mom to have an affair with him just banging her for like this is after he abducted her for nine for like nine months he's banging her and not only that he gets the dad to give him a hand jibber. What is going on? You have to watch really it. sick people. I know, dude. You have this, to watch it. I don't want to watch like, this. No, it's this like an hour terrible. and fifteen minutes. It's an hour and a half. You got to watch. You got to. You'll watch never it. be more pissed off yeah. in your life. Oh You're gonna be God. like, what the? F-? And then the whole time, like she's like talking about this affair. There's like a twinkle Actually, in her eye. It's yeah. like she liked it. Yeah, she it's, liked it. Oh it's, my God. This and the daughter, the daughter, literally until she was sixteen, thought that this was the case until she found a boy she liked and like held his hand <laughs> or something stupid. This and then she's like, "Wait, God's not coming down and killing all humans. Maybe this isn't real." And she's actually semi-normal now, which is just crazy. You gotta watch. Well, it. now she's profiting documentaries, writing books, so. <laughs> you know, she's, so even trade off, you know, just <laughs> ruin childhood. So I don't know. Yeah, wow. so check those out. Is this on Netflix Interesting. too? Yeah. Yes, abducted uh, and uh, leaving Neverland. That's on HBO. His name's B, by the way, and they always say it stuff say deductively like B, B. Oh, I hate it already. Oh. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah you'll get huge. really pissed off. Yeah. All right, next up, Mac and Meter weekly thing. Got to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it, but we got to talk about it. Got the Mac and Meter picture up here. Where's he at this week? One through five, go. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting on you. I know. I'm trying to give him not a five, but... You gotta give him a five. Yesterday was a hard five. <laughs> yeah. Today, I just... Five. Yeah. Look at that face. My God. I kind of want to say three, because that face on three is just... <laughs> Tweeted yesterday or today about oh. people trying to get attention for saying LeBron's, like, over and past his prime. But he's doing the same thing, but just like... Was that you who sent yeah. that to him? Oh, yeah. I was he's just like... doing the same thing, like, opposite. He's just trying to get retweets and likes, saying that LeBron's still good. I still so, think. I don't understand. I still he think. Just, he buys Coward, followers. The Colin Coward stuff that you texted us. About oh yeah, that was, was like hilarious. he's the best player. It's not even close. And now it's is he a top ten player in the NBA? Jesus Christ! Wait, is he a top ten player in the NBA? I don't care. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm just so Colin, Colin Coward in the summer about LeBron James. He now leads the NBA in scoring in his 16th year. He's still easily the world's best basketball player. Easily is the best word in there. And then a few days ago, he debates, is LeBron still a top 10 player in the NBA? So not in the world, in the NBA. Colin Cowherd sucks. And when we had Jason McIntyre on him, that's a one th- my biggest regrets that we didn't press him more. I'll just call it just, how big Just on his bullshit. Yeah, true. Um, if we ever get another crack at him, we won't let him yeah. slide. Um, all right. To wrap up the opening segment here, and then we'll move on to our questions where we'll maybe get semi-serious about this podcast episode. <laughs> 
Today is episode 40, so we're 10 away from the big episode, episode 50. The Hansborough episode. Yep, so uh, uh, big big episode here today. Trivia question for the day is, in 2007, the Indiana Pacers announced the 40th anniversary team. I want you to name the 12 players who were on that list. And hold on so I can pull the list out before you start naming them off. 2007. So 12 players in 2007 that were added to this list. Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, wait, hold on, um, hold on, wait, hold on. Reggie Miller. 2007, though? Jermaine O'Neal is Jermaine on it. Yes. Reggie. So Jermaine. count how many you have. Reggie. Reggie Miller, Jermaine O'Neal. There's two. Detlef Schrem? No. Uh, George McGinnis? Yes. Roger Brown? Yes. Chuck Pearson? No. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Uh... I don't think Ron Artest Rick would be on it. Was Ron Artest on it? Rick Smith is not on it. Ron Artest is not. Come on, think for tired numbers here, guys. Let's go. Dale Davis? He's one of them. Let's go. Wow. Dale? I thought that was six. Was that only five? That's five. You said McGinnis. Think of the other top A player of all time when you think of the Pacers. Billy Knight. You got the Billy part right. It's not Billy Knight, though. <laughs> Billy Keller. Billy Keller. I, I hate. I, yeah, that's. This list is just really sad. Uh, let's. I'm trying to think of guys. Oh, Rick Smith is on there. Sorry. Okay. Let's go. Thank you. I'm trying to think of that team. Do they have like Mark Jackson on there? Mark Jackson's on there. He is. Yes. Do they have Chris Mullen on there? No. I can't believe you've not listed the what one well, guy. He's on one of the bobbleheads. I just can't even remember his name off the top of my head. Uh. <laughs> stand up. He is no longer with us. He died. Yes. Shit. Did we said Mel Daniels, right? That's who it is. Oh, you Mel Daniels. Oh, I, th- I thought we said him. No, you didn't say you Mel Daniels. You said Roger Brown, not Mel Daniels. You did oh, say yeah, Roger Brown. Uh, oh. So I believe you only have one or we two have more. Two left. But I have a Are they nine. tough? Are they easy? What position? Uh, one of them was like a power forward center. I believe that one was like a shooting guard, small forward. And not definitely. And I already said Chris Mullen. You won't get one of them. You have a chance at the other one. I mean. It's too early. For oh, Sarita's sorry. Season. Billy Knight is on the list, too. Let's go. Uh-huh. So that was your 10th. I see Billy. Okay, okay. And then, so who is it? I don't know. My head's not in the game today. I feel like I've gotten, we've both got a pretty good amount of them. Yeah. So, so think of Dale Davis. Antonio, Antonio Davis. Davis. There you go. Jesus. And this guy now is a broadcaster, not for the NBA. <laughs> Jalen Rose. Not for the NBA. Broadcaster, not for the NBA. Specifically... College basketball. It's where people know Clark him. Kellogg. There you go. Yeah. Clark go. Kellogg was on this list. And I think it was fan voted. So fans had voted on who was the top. Who would be in now? Who would be in now? So that was in 2007. Who would be in now? Are you taking players out? Uh, Danny Granger. Danny Granger's in. Uh, so do we take players out? Are we taking Billy Knight out of here? I'm not going to worry about taking pl- players out. That's too much work. Oladipo? Is he already Clark in? Kellogg's is out. Is Oladipo already in? No. I don't know. Paul don't George. Think. Paul George is probably in. Yes. Um, who cares? Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> um, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really that's all that's worthy. Paul yeah, George. probably. I mean, Roy Hibbert would be the only one that was at least an all star. He was being, an all star. I'm being yeah. semi serious when I say this. Jeff Foster. No, he, we've gone over this. Four he, and four doesn't get you on the all the all team. He might be though, just because Nick Collison's getting his re- jersey okay, retired. Listen, Jeff Foster or Antonio Davis. I mean, I'm not going to have that debate here, but. Maybe we should one time. Should we look up Antonio Davis' stuff? No, not now. But I say we put together a team ourselves and then... Actually, they probably did a team for the 50th anniversary, so maybe on the 50th episode we'll see if they yeah. added or dropped anybody. Who would be the coach? 
It's got to be Slick, right? It's yeah. Gotta be Slick. It's got to be. Who's the Slick? announcer, though? If Slick's coaching, who's the announcer? Denary. Oh. Yeah, Denary for sure. Okay. All right. I like it. All right, that's going to wrap that up. So, uh, Pacers, big uh, schedule here ahead for us. Uh Make sure you check out Leaving Neverland and uh, Alex Jones videos. Mac and Meter, still at a five. Don't think that'll ever change. And uh, you guys are getting better at trivia. So we're going to move on to the mailbag questions from you guys on Twitter in just a second. Mailbag, 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 mailbag. It's time to do the mailbag, mailbag. It's time to do the mailbag. All right. That's the mailbag. Opening up the mail here today from our Twitter followers. Shout out to everybody who sent us in a question. First question comes from at Sobro Pacers fan, one of our personal favorites here. He says, the ultimate dumbass radio call-in question. But would you guys categorize the Bulls and Knicks games, Bulls game already happened, (laughs) during this tough stretch as must-win games? Wait, did the Bulls game already happen? Well, here's the thing. Alex Jones, fourth dimension. Ooh. One dimension. It's happening talking. right now. And it's already <laughs> I'm happening. just kidding. Yes, I would even before even before this before the game, yes, there must win games. I love You can't you can't lose these games. I love categorizing like towards the end of the season, like games against crap teams as must wins. Because they don't you could probably win. say that for like sixty percent of the league. Must wins to keep their seating. But yes, they are must wins. Like win. for the Knicks, it's a must win game. We do for the not Pacers. want that four or five. We cannot yeah. stress that enough. The Knicks want this to be a must win for the Pacers. Yep. I, mean, that, I mean, must win. What do you think, Chris? Definitely? Oh, yeah. Okay. They got to win against yeah. If they lose against the Knicks, they're last place in the East. I mean, that's it's with this stretch, you ha- those are games you have to win. You have to beat the Bulls. You have to beat the Magic. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping there after the break, the Pacers would have been like 6 0, 7 0. And unfortunately, they didn't do that. So now they got this tough stretch ahead of them. They had a chance to pull away a little bit because Philly was losing games, and they've had him beat out. So, uh, yes, playing uh, next week against the Knicks, it's a must-win game. Playoff atmosphere in the field house yep. uh, to come watch. Bring the noise. Dennis Smith Jr. and who else is on the Knicks? <laughs> Frank Nicolini? Uh DeMar, <laughs> DeMar Dotson? Frank Nicolini. Noah Vonley? Nicolini. Noah Vonley. Oh, oh Mitchell. Hey, Mitchell Robinson. Oh, yeah, DeAndre Jordan, yes. but he's always hurt. All right, next question from at Miller Time Indy, one of our newest followers. Ooh. He asks, is the NBA colluding against the Pacers to force them into the fifth seed by imposing terrible referee calls against us? Yes. 100%. Yeah, that's I so mean, obvious. That's, if you watch again, you could bring Alex Jones into this conversation. Yeah, you could. You could, but I'm going to go back to my big shark theory. I don't even think this is a conspiracy. No, it's not. Some guy put a lot of money on us to win less than 48 games, and that is what happened. And hopefully we can My theory is it. different from yours. Let's hear it. They don't want – they want the second round to be Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, Raptors. They don't want the Pacers in there. No, but it would be great. So if, they, if, they, get, if they get the Ra- – or excuse me, they get the Celtics and the uh, – who's the other team? The Sixers in the first round. One of them's gone. And then you got either the Pacers or the Pistons or whoever's the sixth seed. Chance of them being in the second round – that's not a good look for the NBA. They don't want that to happen. I don't think it's necessarily a bad look for the NBA because I don't want to think that they're actually bad if we're being realistic. But at the same time, they are bad. These questionable calls we've seen, like I'm, you could convince me anything at this point. And they they happen in bunches. They do. It's like okay, so this or is, it'll be one game specifically. Well, and that's it's like 
miss or make game for us. It's one game. thing where you expect... Like the Philly game will get screwed out of the building. You expect those calls against Philly or, you know, Golden State, the Lakers. You expect those calls. But, like, against the Magic or... Who did we else did we lose to? The Mavericks, uh, the Pistons. I mean, come on. Teams that should not be beating. We agree Miller time, Indy. They are conspiring against yes. us. Yes. Next question from at Salmon Sierra. Hope I got that right. And Bay Lee, the one. We've had that before. Yeah. Bay. He's been on here before. The one is uh, supposed to be an L, I think, or maybe it's Bay one I don't know. He asks, do you guys – they both pretty much asked it was the same question, so I'm giving them a double question here. Do you guys think we can maintain at least the fourth seed for home court, and how important is home court advantage for the Pacers as a follow-up there? I can see any scenario happening. I can see us keeping the three seed. It'd be hard. It's going to be tough, but I can see it. And But just going to the five seed seems like the least likely, doesn't it? Just because how bad Boston's been playing late. Like, they still – how many games do we have about Boston? They did beat the Warriors the other they night, did, which, so that whatever. was tough because we needed them to lose that. But the Warriors just didn't care about that game. They just haven't been able to put it together consistently yet. So I think being the fifth seed is like the least likely. So yes, I think we will be the four or the three seed. And the Pacers need that extra game at home in the playoffs for sure. Definitely, it's definitely a home court advantage. It's very important for us to get home court advantage. We we might have now in the playoffs. You know, teams usually show up. Every fans usually show up. Um, but I think there's a distinct home a home court advantage for the Indianapolis or Indiana Pacers. Almost said Indianapolis Colts. Almost said home field advantage. I I've just got Andrew Luck not completing a pass in the first first quarter of a meaningful game. Why are we? But, why are you doing? Uh, why are just, we going back? I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, I, it's very important. I think we can all agree it's huge, um, and we just got to hope our guys actually show up. So. Yep. All right, next question from Sam Sinclair, his Twitter handle, iistretch44. <laughs> Stretches pretty well. He says, recent games, the Pacers have been giving up 110-plus points. What reason do you think, or why do you think, I, I screwed this up, any reason as to why? <laughs> uh, Kyle O'Quinn, TJ Leaf, Doug McDermott, and Tyreek Evans are all getting big minutes, and they couldn't defend my great-grandma. Yeah, that sums it up. The other thing, the I other also, teams are hitting shots. Oh. I wanted to point out as well. So every game after the All Star break, they had given up 110 plus points, except for last night against the Bulls. The other thing I wanted to point out, since Miles Turner came back, he's had 21 fouls in five games, and most of those games he had four or five fouls. Collision. So he's a defensive anchor. And he's been sitting on the bench. So that's also been a big factor yeah. there. Yep. Kyle O'Quinn, not the guy. <coughs> Sabonis, not the guy that's going to be uh, getting you being competitive on the defensive end. So with Turner being on the bench more. And it just it seems like he's had some good plays and good stretches, but it just kind of doesn't seem. I mean, he did have, what, the eight blocks last night, seven blocks. But it just doesn't feel like he's hit his stride since he came back from that offensively, injury. Offensively, no. But yeah, offensively. Defensively, nothing's changed. But offensively, I feel like he's got to put the mask back on because, <laughs> I mean, he was just terrorizing yeah. other teams during that stretch with the mask. Do you think that'll happen? No. If I'm O'Quinn, I'm hitting him in the face at practice. Yeah, you gotta, someone's got to just, like, just flick him in the nose or something. Yeah. Just make him wear that mask again because, I mean, 
I don't want to be a conspiracy or my Alex Jones on this podcast. We've been a heavy conspiracy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it has some type of, like, supernatural power that's associated with it. I mean, it works for Richard Hamilton. I don't know why I couldn't So, yeah, uh, role players have been playing a lot more minutes. That's definitely a key. And then Turner getting the fouls and not playing as many minutes. That's also been uh, no good for the Pacers. Next up, from at Aaron CD18, he asks, will Tyreek be an Indiana Pacer next no. season, Wes Matthews or Tyreek Evans? Oh, hell no. Is this a serious question? Like, is somebody trolling us? No, Aaron is a big fan. Come on, Aaron. You're better than this. It's Matthews over Tyreek every single day it's, of the week. To me, it's not even close. Yeah. Like, I'd be willing to discuss a fourth dimension before yes, discussing exactly. Tyreek I mean, over. Realistically, where do you think Tyreek will go? Do you think he'll go to contender, or do you think he'll go back to, like, a shitty team? He's going to go back to a bad team. Let's see. Let's put him on a team. Let's just take a guess right now. Just real quick. Don't even the think. The Knicks. Perfect for him. Just go to the Knicks and take up some um, salary cap space. I'm gonna say I've got I've got a great team for him to just go and screw up. I'm going to say say it the Orlando Magic. I was thinking them somebody bad or I'm going Dallas Mavericks. All right, they were in my head, but I didn't want to say them. Maybe I can see the Mavericks just because they still got some. I know one team. I know one team. It's not going to be, and it's going to be. It's not going to be the good guys, the Indiana Pacers. It will not. Yeah, Tyreek will not be a Pacer next year. That's one of the things. One of the questions. I don't know if you got this, but one of our uh, our boy Jeremy Miller asked, like, why why am I the only one that hates Tyreek? You're not. (laughs) Trust me. And but it's just it's one year, and I can deal with it. And I'm just like, it's 20 games left. Like I don't need. It's out of my head. He's not long term. Yeah. Got to get through the rest of the season and the playoffs with him, and then Tyreek will be gone next year. Um, just hasn't fit in at all this season with the Pacers. Next up, at AJ Reese, 1313 asks, and I didn't do any prep for this on my own, and I wish I would. Mm. What are the best and work, worst nicknames you can think of for different Pacers players at the moment? Oh. So you could probably, pretty much just probably pull up basketball reference right now and get this. Yeah, well, I'm going to try to make up my own. For Miles, I like the Mosquito. Because he's just swatting everything. You're just swatting the mosquito. Did Maybe you just a mosquito come up with killer. That one? Yeah, it just came to the top of my head. Mosquito. And then I've always liked the padlock. The padlock. padlock. That's padlock what we make up for because, I mean, he's not the best defender, but when he does, he's just trying so hard. And you can see he's actually putting forth a lot of effort. So. And he shut down LeBron a couple games. So my, the padlock. I think my be- my best one, I think, is Bad Thad Young. Bad Thad? Just Bad Thad. It's so generic, but it's just... It's who that is. What about I mean, when good that like bad? Lunch no, no, no. I mean, I'm talking like bad that. Oh, he's a know? bad, bad. Not, oh bad. shit! Here goes bad that. Oh shit! No, no, no. Not bad, not miss layup bad. Not that bad. DC I mean, is a classic. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, I mean, none of them really have like an actual like worst, nickname. I think the worst nickname has to be Dougie McBuckets. Right? That was gonna say McBuck McDumbass. McDumbass. That's one that we always. PSA: say. We always call him McDumbass or McCastle. Or McCastle Mac- is one of yeah. It's been McCastle a lot more. Speaking of McCastle, Mac- McIntyre just yeah, fell. Well, give me a second here, Chris. This is a Chris-only question because okay. the I don't, I don't want one. any part of it. So, you get one punch. Jason McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> or <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> Jason McIntyre. It's not even. Are close. there any repercussions for this punch? No, no. They're both going to smile and take it like men. McDermott. McDermott's a nice guy. I just don't like him on the basketball court. McIntyre's just getting the punch. And be and I just look Skip Bayless J- Jason McIntyre. Right now it's McIntyre. 
Paul George. Colin, Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd. Okay. All right. Paul George so McIntyre. McIntyre. Okay. That's some Which, deep shade. I, I, I'm looking at the McIntyre. This has been a guest on our podcast. And you <laughs> came up with these other people. I have a note here that what says. What about Hitler? Hitler or McIntyre? Well, I got to go with Hitler. <laughs> okay. I, under the Mackin meter, I forgot to tell my joke earlier. What if McIntyre equals Mackin LeBron's ass? <laughs> So bad. It was kind of good. Mac and, and Mac now and we Le- have the answer to worst nickname. Mac yeah. and LeBron's ass till he's tired. Mac and tired. Not bad. Not terrible. My other one is... You've got too much time on your What about Leaf? We've had to have a nickname for Leaf at some point. Uh, JV? JV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Great White Nope? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Pacers don't really have any games. McBuckets is the worst one. I mean, oh, he doesn't get McBuckets. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off the most is when McBuckets comes up, McAsshole comes off the screen. <laughs> he comes off those screens, and he's shooting like a mid-range shot between the free throw and the three-point line. Have you noticed he's been doing that a lot more yeah. lately? Seems it's like, like that's the worst play in basketball. Yeah, that's what they tell me. That's Mc- exactly what Creighton does, though. I mean, that is. <laughs> he's used to that college line buckets. Yeah. All right. Next up from at Matthew Milinovich. Who's your preferred matchup in the playoffs for the Pacers? I think it's mine's tough. easy. Mine's easy. It's either, well, I mean, realistically, I mean, we're picking like between the Nets and the Pistons. Nets, or the Pistons, Celtics, Seventy Sixers, no, like those well, four. Well, and Charlotte could get hot, even though let's assume they don't. Well, it's Charlotte, if that's a realistic option for me. I would. I, I'm going to say. I still think I'm Detroit say can. Probably, let's say they're not a realistic option. Okay, so there's like four realistic options. Yes, yeah. I would say Detroit. No, just because I know how they would just punish us in the. In the yeah, line. mine's definitely the Nets. And I don't want to play Philly, so it's either Boston or the Nets. And I think experience-wise, yes. talent-wise, overall, the Nets. We match up so well with them. Yeah, but I mean, Joe Harris. We we have we have the taller version of Joe Harris sure. already. I would just be. I think Jared Allen's pretty much just Miles Turner two point right? He's Doesn't a worse version well. of Miles Turner. Yeah. We basically have. We are basically the varsity version of what the Nets are. Yes, but when they're playing Pert with Levert, Joe. I mean, they could beat us. Let's not say it's going to be easy. But yeah, I, I would rather play. Has to be I would rather play them than probably Detroit. Oh, yeah, just because we get beat up Detroit. down low all the time against those guys. Exactly. I agree. Hard agree. So, all right, next question from the, at This Is My City CP, who's been a guest on the show before. Is TJ Leaf the GOAT? That's a, his first question. <laughs> Second get question, follow up question. Who would you pick between Thad Young and David West as a leader on your team or basketball player? For me, I'll answer the second one first because I don't think TJ Leaf's the GOAT. We can get into that in a minute. <laughs> I'd pick Thad Young just because I remember watching David West. And nobody bitched more than David West. Like, God love him. He was a good player. 15-foot automatic. But Thad Young just plays the game, like, just so beautifully. Hard work. Doesn't bitch that often. When he's bitching, I'm bitching more than he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's got the right to bitch in those moments. But Thad Young, just Mr. Lunchpail, bad Thad. I mean, that's my guy. I, I'm, I'm going Thad as well. And I think if our team needed, like, the hard-ass structure – I'd go David West. Yeah. But but we are in a good spot Lack right of now. veterans. Yeah, man. we're in a good spot. I think Thad has more to give. He's more of the uh, modern NBA player. He leads uh, by example. He leads by example. David West was just an ass. 
which I love David West. I mean, those are two of my favorite Pacers, you know, in the last several years. So um, I would go Thad Young, and then I'm interested to hear your TJ Leaf, the GOAT question mark. I think it's too early. Yeah, I think it's We're only the second year in his career. I mean, he's on a decent trajectory. It's definitely not too late. Year one to two, he's definitely not too late. That's all you can ask for. I mean, five years, if he progresses like he did at this rate. Maybe he's averaging 23 a game for, you know, Cleveland. Five years from now, that's right. He could be Nick Collison. <laughs> that's huge. And it, he's got his number retired. Yeah. So, all right, next question from at Dewan 8 underscore, our boy Dewan. Is anybody against a healthy Oladipo uh, at point guard paired up with Wes Matthews next year? Point guard? I don't know. I, think it'd be I don't know if he means playing point guard all times, but. I think he does. I've heard this talked about before. It, well, let's he just, did in Orlando. I mean, I he'll specify. Oregon, but if you if you had to pick, because didn't we say we'd have to pick between Math- West Matthews and Bojan more than likely? Oh, I don't think West. Ma- no, 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 you don't think so. No. West Matthews would Cap-wise, have to be cheap you think for us cheap? to retain him. How much? I mean, I'm thinking probably eight to ten million. Really? Yeah, and so Bojan somewhere. Pro- I think you could get like twelve. I bet Bojan between fifteen to twenty million is what he's going to cost. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd agree that Bojan's a little more. Deep, so realistically, well, if you have to pick Bo- between one of them, you're picking Bojan. No question. In an ideal world, but that's not the question. In an ideal world, you kind of you mesh these parts so that Vic can play point guard while simultaneously probably having a combo guard for certain situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think what Dewan would like to see here is Oladipo with Bojan and Wes Matthews together in the same line. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to be able to sign DC, and you're not going to be able to sign Collison. Or, sorry, DC and... Uh, Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph. One of those guys won't be on the team. Either. No, I think if if you want Bojan and Matthews, I think neither one are back. You, you slide Holiday into that backup guard role. Hopefully he can give you some minutes in crunch time, and then you go Oladipo at quote-unquote point guard, although... He's really just a playmaker. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Yeah, I think for like it wouldn't be a starting lineup I'd like to see, but I think it would be an interesting lineup to throw out there when you need three-point shooting. And Do you think this team will look drastically different next year, or do you think we'll try to maintain I think we'll look pretty similar. I foresee Bojan being back. Uh, Thad, I think, will, I think he'll come back. Unless, Is that us being optimistic? Or no, I think, Thad will come, I think Thad would take less money to stay in Indiana. No, I don't know how much money he's expecting. This is like the last deal he's going to get. So maybe he wants to go out there and get paid. I don't know. I don't I don't know Thad Young personally. I would love to, but David, David Benner won't won't allow that to happen. Um, and I uh, guess, See, I think I could see a scenario where we keep the core, like our core four or whatever, sign Bojan. I couldn't see – and then I could see a, a scenario where we just go – maybe we, get, we go after someone big and then we have to go less around, you know, like another big player – yeah. So, because Corey Joseph, those guys, like a couple eight to ten million dollar contracts. I mean, yeah. could hamstring you, could not. Depends on who if we sign any big guys. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting to think about. That's gonna it's be almost mock draft season. Yeah, give us a give us a couple more months and we'll get more on board with those discussions. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jared New Twelve, our guest from last week, filling in for Mick Light over there. If there was a meter for Darren Ravel, like there is for McIntyre, where would he be at this week? See, I'm the- <laughs> Darren Ravel, uh, can I take this first? Yes, in mind? please. Darren Ravel is one of my I, l- least, I, I just can't stand him because he just slides in with useless information. Guys call him out. It's just so stupid. And then he's supposed to be like this guy that isn't petty because he gets so much shit, and then he blocks us. 
And then he actually responds to us by saying, you wore me down. <laughs> like, you're just so petty and petulant. And, and I've messaged him on Instagram every single day since. Just been like, I miss you, bro. <laughs> Unblock us. I sent him the music video to I Miss You by uh, Blink-182. Uh, I sent him a couple other music videos. Hasn't replied back yet since he said that. We warned him out. But that was one of the best blocks. I was happy about well, it. That was a tough one to I was, get. Too. I was happy about it. But then again, I, I mean, I was kind of disappointed because I love just tweeting him that water cooler picture. <laughs> Darren Ravel is the most useless guy in sports, let's be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider him what he does necessarily sports. Not anymore. It's more like business entertainment. Yeah, you know, reporter. Yeah. All right, well, that's all the questions we had from you guys here this week. We're going to wrap that up. And coming up next around the association, we'll be right back after this. Wow. It's time for around. Association presented by Born Ready to Pod. All right, coming at you with a whisper this week. I'm not feeling as electric today as usual. Should we redo it? No, I like it. <laughs> Switch it up on people a little bit. Okay. We've got a lot of stuff to get into today. The league's been popping off. Some trivia here and there, and some quotes. We've got a new segment within a segment. First up, we got on March 8th. The Perth Wildcats and the Melbourne United started a five-game series for the NBL Championship, a league where teams from Australia and New Zealand. This past weekend, the Sydney Kings fell to United in the semifinals. The MVP of that league was this year was Andrew Bogut, who was a member of the Kings this year. The Warriors are set to sign Bogut for the rest of their season. Game changer. You think so? No. 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 Okay. (laughs) So that's not even the big point. What former Indiana Pacer started his career with the Sydney Kings? Started his career? Started his career with the Sydney Kings. Rasha Ostanovich. Nope. Gah. He's a big, great player in Pacers lore. Rick Smiths? Nope. Think a little more modern. Think a brawl era. Uh, Sydney Kings. Sarunas Yesikevichis. Nope. You may never guess it, actually. He's an Aussie? No, he's. I mean, he's not. Was he on he the brawl team? team? Yes. David Harrison. No. That would have been really good. <laughs> Kenny uh, Anderson. Nope. Kenny Anderson wasn't on the ball team, was he? No. Uh, he was on the year before. Uh, big guy or small guy? Or big guy or... Primo yeah. Brezek. No, it's Steven Jackson. Really? Oh. Steven Dra- Jackson was drafted in the second round in 1997 by the Phoenix Suns. Um, of course. He was forced to play overseas to start his career. He played four games with the Sydney Kings before he broke his leg. So he played four games with the Kings after getting drafted. And it wasn't until 2000 that he signed with the Nets and started 40 games for him. That makes sense. So interesting tidbit. like it. So the former... You don't get that stuff unless you're in a No, you really don't. Steven Jackson was on Andrew Bogut's team, and now Andrew Bogut's for the Wizards. It all comes full circle. And Steven Jackson was on the Warriors. Next up, we got John Paxson. We love talking about him. And Gar Foreman will retain their roles in the Bulls front office for 2019-2020, says Michael Reisendorf, who is the son of Bulls owner Jerry Reisendorf. Interesting enough, Jerry also owns the White Sox, and he's the longest-running owner in the MLB. Did you know that? No. I didn't. No, now you know. So Michael Reisendorf said during an interview that he thinks the two have done a great job. Do you think this is the right call? I know some Bulls fans personally who want them out. Yeah, they, they're terrible, but yeah, this is the right call for Pacer fans. 
I mean, I like it as a Pacer fan. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, they have just been terrible. They've ran that franchise completely amok. I mean, yeah. it's so bad. I wouldn't say they're in terrible shape now. They well, got young guys. He like went into a whole like thing of how they've gone through two rebuilds basically, and he thought there was promise on both the rebuilds. Yeah, they, they had to go through. They team. went through two rebuilds because they suck. Yeah, and a jobs. long span of time. Yeah, so, it's not like- so I don't think that it's really that promising either. I mean, I they got they got Laurie. We like Laurie. I think Wendell Carter could be good. Other than that, I think they have one of the worst contracts in the league in Otto Porter Jr. Chris Dunn isn't coming around like they like he should, and the only shining light that they have is Wayne Selden, who uh, <laughs> Doug McBuckets acted like with Michael Jordan last night, trying to guard him. If you didn't watch it and you uh, taped it, you should check that out. Interesting. All right, next up, we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You guys may have heard of him. He plans to sell his four NBA championship rings and a signed basketball from his last NBA game for the Skyhook Foundation. The foundation helped kids in school with science, math, technology, and engineering. Kareem also seems like a class act, an all-around good person. This just further confirms that. He said, when it comes to choosing between storing a championship ring or trophy in a room or providing kids with an opportunity to change their lives, the choice is pretty simple. Sell it all, is what old Abdul Jabbar said in a blog for why he is selling these items. Hmm. Thoughts? He's not selling it all because he's keeping one ring. He's keeping one. Who's? Are we talking about Lou Alcindor? So he contradicted <laughs> himself. Yeah, I, I, Kareem Abdul Jabbar is a weird dude. He was on part of my take once, and it was one of the worst episodes of all time. So yeah, I don't. I he seems like the type of guy that gets spacey. Seems like he'd be best friends with Alex Jones. But other than that, I really don't put much stock. Ronald Test had one. Ring and he uh, did the same thing with it. Now he has no rings. So it's not that you're not that impressed. Give away all of them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, so this leads into him. the next question. Yeah, good for him. What is one sports item in NBA history you would like to have? Basketball sign, shoe, etc. One of the Dale Davis jock straps was my answer. That is. I would just like one of just, the, a signed just, Dale Davis jock strap. That's so freaking fire. <laughs> I want God, the so plastic cup that was thrown on Ron Artest. Oh. Okay. Or Sammy Sosa's cork bat. Oh, those are the, the, just the, <laughs> the plastic cup would be hilarious. Dude, this is a great question. And I think, now, call me crazy here. I think I just want the Miles Turner mask. Wow. What about this? the first basketball that was ever scored in an NBA game? Is that still floating around, you think? I, I would assume it's out of air. Probably. I want the deflate gate ball. So the next question: All sports now? No, oh, oh I thought okay. Yeah, no, first my, it was just NBA. No. First, okay, okay, Miles Turner listen. mask was because it would give me superpowers. Yeah, like those miles. But um, cork bat. I don't know why. Just because. <laughs> or what was it? Sixty-six home runs. I'll take that ball. Uh, the dildo the, on the field from the Bills Patriots game. That's huge. <laughs> that would be a good one. Too. That's a good one. <laughs> so mine are kind of sexually and makes me kind of seem creepy. <laughs> those are my joke answers. Um, in any sport, I think I would like, uh, let's, I would definitely, I would definitely take the baseball from the last out of the Cubs World Series. The one that, what's his name, Anthony Rizzo put in his back pocket? He pocketed it. Yeah. And then a a quick second would probably be the ball that Bartman hit. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's probably more iconic. I don't. Yeah, I think they, they, they destroyed blew it, it up. Yeah, it's but, destroyed. But just the remains of it. speaking, yeah. yes. I'm pretty sure they destroyed it and put it in like spaghetti sauce. <laughs> I think right, so. Next up, reports are swirling that Kyrie has become detached. Wait, would Evander Holyfield's ear count? 
I'll allow it. I mean, you put that on ice, you just keep it in the freezer. <laughs> okay. and just just, that was my initial thought, but I didn't. That's not really a. Guy, I mean, it work. I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Okay, so you Please heard about Kyrie down. Irving, Celtics locker room. Before the season, Kyrie told a small group of season ticket holders and his teammates he plans to be in Boston long term. Mm. Do we see this happening? What do you guys think? Kyrie Predict Irving, where Kyrie's going right Kyrie's now. Kyrie's getting on LeBron level. He's annoying. He should go to L.A., and they should just lose games together. That would be un- – could you imagine the Macometer? We'd have to add a six. I know. I, We'd have to add a six to it. I just – he's getting so annoying. Like, he acts like everybody's out to get him. I think he's leaving Boston. Personally, I don't care. Um, I hope he goes to the West. That'll be good for us. But I'm just sick of hearing about him. Every day there's something coming out. I'm not even out. worried about Kyrie or me. Yeah, I know. It's like, like – I, mean, I don't, I don't stay up at night thinking He's about okay, him. but I'm. I think – I'm more worried about Kawhi Leonard than yeah. him. I like Kawhi. So pick where Kyrie's going. You gotta you gotta guess one spot. Um I mean uh, the McIntyre answer would be the Lakers because he's full of shit. Uh <laughs> the other easy answer would be the Nets or the Knicks. I think the Clippers wouldn't be a bad one. I think he, he, uh Kawhi and Kyrie to the Clippers. That would be huge for the Pacers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that's my guess. Wait until we do guess that contract. Ooh, can't wait for that. That's Dude, coming up seriously. again, second edition. G- give me a – I mean, wouldn't that just be ideal? Because now the Pacers are the best team in the yeah, East. Yeah, and Giannis gets traded to Denver or something. Oh, shit, I forgot about him. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> what if he went to Milwaukee? Well, no, they just signed Bledsoe to an extension. Never yes, mind, that won't that's happen. Coming up. That's the only reason we're staying alive in the East is because they signed Bledsoe to an extension. <laughs> All right, here's a quick hitter. Kevin Durant doesn't agree with Steve Kerr's assessment of the team, and he said that the team needs to play with anger. Mm. Thoughts. Uh, this was after the loss to Boston. Maybe just play. I think just maybe just shut the hell up and win your championship and go home. Kevin Durant's on the list of players that I just find really annoying. It's the just worst. like I said, is it pretty much like I mean I think the list is like all NBA because Harden's on our list. Well, he's on my list. <laughs> yeah, Harden's on my list. Harden, LeBron, Kyrie, and. Those and Durant. I mean, so we're pretty much just on like Team Giannis and. Team there's no Kawhi. point to hate someone that's an average player, you know. <laughs> right. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. got to hate the good players. All right. Next up, Steve Clippard says you likely won't see Markel Fultz this season. Surprise, surprise. As he is still rehabbing his shoulder. What is he rehabbing? <laughs> like he's not hurt. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. They're just. They told him to take the year off, get his mind right. That's what they told him, and they're saying it's an injury. Send him to Disney. He's fine. That's that. that no, was the perfect no. Place. Send him to the G League. No. Why is he not playing the G no, League? No, 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 no. no. Get your confidence back. Yeah, go no, to Disney no. World. But why isn't he yes. playing in the G League? He could play in the G League. Maybe their season's over. I don't know. <laughs> but like, is. why isn't he playing there? You go to It's a Small World. Put him on acid. And then just let him just trick himself back in. The guy who's playing play basketball. Alex Jones, Alex Jones wow. on acid. It's a small world. What if Alex but Jones was an NBA coach? Who would you, what team would you put him on? <laughs> he would be coaching Kyrie 100%. Would he not be coaching wow. Kyrie? I'd say he'd be the Bulls. He'd be like Jim Boylan. I feel like he'd fit well in Texas. No, he would. Dude, and Marcus Morris. No, he would be the Boston Celtics coach. Really? He fits perfectly with that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my God. And then Stevens could sit on our bench and be our assistant. You think he'd be a better, to do a better job than Stevens? Would Boston have a better seat? He'd write a fire under their asses. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. People say Brad Stevens isn't tough enough on his players. Alex Jones. You can't get much tougher than that. <laughs> be the Bob Knight of the NBA. And I hope people know we're not Alex Jones supporters. We make we like making fun of him. It's the best. So. All right. Paul Gasol set to take the bio from the Spurs and join the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Dun, 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 dun. Gasol's 38 and has missed 26 games this season with a stretch fracture in his foot. In the games he has played, he is averaging a clear low in points and rebounds, around four points and four rebounds. Okay, so I view this as, you know the Grinch meme where he's staring and then he gets that yep. big old slice smile? Like, put Domas's face on that because he's going to roast Gasol's ass in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, Pacer fans should be smiling. Is Gasol even going to play? Who's their backup center? I don't even know. Silence. It was John Henson. It was John Henson, and then I'm trying to think. What's that? Ursan's not on their team anymore. He's not really. He's power forward. Okay, but he's not playing power forward. Who's the dude that was in Boston last year? Isn't he on their team? Wait. Big dude. Oh, Zeller. They might still have Tyler Zeller. No, 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 I wasn't thinking of Zeller. I'm thinking of Tyler Zeller is on there. I'm pretty sure. Let me go. I'm gonna Baines. No, I'm thinking of Bucks. Bucks. Used to be on the. We're talking about Bucks backup centers. This is a good question because I don't even know. They traded Thon Maker. The guy from Detroit. No, that's you're thinking Greg Monroe. Yeah, is he not on there? He was. He no, was on there last year. I think he was on the Raptors, and then they got rid of him. He got his ass cut. Uh, they have Ursan listed as the backup center. So this yeah, I was gonna say. And Miritich. They have Miritich now. Miritich. So yeah. Jeez, Dude, that, low key, low key. That is a terrible defensive unit. That second. That unit. bench is not very good. George Hill. DiVincenzo, Snell, Miritich, and Ilyasova. I listened to the preview episode today we did, just to get some tidbits maybe. Evan Schroeder predicted the the Pistons to go 41-41. and 41. They're 31-31 and 31 right now. Oh, wow. Very much alive. <laughs> and then I think we all, most of us agreed that the Cavs could compete for the eighth seed maybe, in a perfect world. And we looked stupid on that one. Yeah, don't go back and play that episode. Yeah, it was bad. Some parts I think bad. I was on the Bulls. You were on the Bulls. Yeah. And I don't remember, you didn't say anything outlandish, so I think you were, you were even keel. You know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I gotta learn. You don't say anything outlandish. You gotta just be like Jason McIntyre. No, you don't be like Jason <laughs> McIntyre. Anyways, what's next? Okay, guess that quote. New segment within the oh, segment. Shit. I tell everybody that hopefully we're both 15 plus years down the line and we're still playing, and it's a competition that's been going on since draft night. Who said Trey this? Young, Luka Doncic? Who said it? Trey Young. Trey Young. Yep, you guys are both right. One and one. Um, Trey Young, that was Trey Young on him and Lucas' constant comparison. I think it's going to go on forever, so might as well just accept it and take it on as a challenge. Good. I think, who do you think rookie of the year? I thought it was Doncic for a while. Trey yeah, Young's definitely putting up a good case. I think it's Luca. Is, it, is it going to be close? Uh, it's got to be Luca. I think it'll be biased and Luca will blow him out. Okay. Yeah, I think Luca's the better player, so yeah. Trey Young's having a great month. I don't think that trade's as lopsided now. No, it, he's rather like have Luca, but I don't think that trades as lopsided now as people thought originally. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of like that. They'll constantly, they're always going to be compared. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, I like that. Right. I mean, and then we're they have uh, Aiton. Why don't we talk about Aiton and Bagley? Like no one talks. Bagley about Bagley got two. injured. Yeah, like but Aiden, like Aiton's up there. Aiton's up there. Aiton's good. But are like, the, if the playoffs started today, are the Kings in? They're not. Oh, okay. They're out. So there's still plenty of time. Oh yeah, yeah. plenty of time. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we got. Another GM wanting job security might take it a little light. Grow into it, get two years under their belt. But me, I'm going for it. Say that quote again. Okay. Another GM wanting job security might take it a little light. Grow into it, get two years under their belt. But me, I'm going for it. James Jones. No. It's a GM in the league. He is a GM now. Yeah. (laughs) East or West, your conference. East. Think of a new GM that's made Elton a lot of Elton Brand. Yes. Yeah, that's who it is. Elton Brand. 
He probably said it on Watch Woj's pod. He did say it on Woj's pod, so you've done your research. I just keep sniffing these bumper stickers, and it's interesting. Let me smell it. What do you think about the new bumper stickers? I love them. Smell good. Loco, do I add it to my car already with two bumper stickers, or do I remove the? Yeah, I'm gonna add mine on there with both of them. I'm gonna actually have Victor pointing down at the other bumper stickers. Well, (laughs) genius. Yes. So if you get if you have both bumper stickers, you can do that. All right. I mean, the feeling's indescribable. You think about it all day, and it's indescribable. I'm good friends with the guys on the team already, and I think we are going to be favorites. Who said this? You'll never get this one, for the record. This has got to be a player who just signed. It's a player who just went number one overall in the 2K draft. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I know this guy's name. I just Is read it. Is it Sia, Samalia, something like that? His Sia? name's Spencer Wyman. Oh, what's AKA Rhea. Rhea. See, I see, I was close. He was the first pick in the 2K League to that's the Utah huge. Jazz Gaming. That's, that's huge. Pacers drafted Lord Beezus <laughs> in the second round after they famously traded away their first round pick in September for okay, Rama. Serious question here, though. How I have is, no idea. Is what I put how is this thing ever going to blow up? Dude, they got like, they almost have yeah, a they actually, Yeah, they have quite a bit. They're growing in a lot. So they just they play. They do everything on Twitch. So, like, one guy gets drafted at the Pacers and he plays with the Pacers roster? It's So, like, each player has a position that gets drafted. Like, this guy that got drafted number one overall is a center. He plays the center position on 2K. So he's got a my player. So you can go on the Pacers no, 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 no. You, gaming. He, what, he that, might have a my player, but, but he, I think he plays the Pacers Yeah, he, he's going okay, to be Okay, so Miles he plays Turner. his Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. Or whoever's the or center Sabonis, at that time. Yeah. You just lock it on like we used to. So it's ten guys going at each other at once? Yes, so, like, there's, like, if you go on their page, it's just like they were real players. It's great. And they interview them like they're real players. So, I don't know. Maybe it's actually not players. a bad idea. It's not. It's, it's growing should we start? Should we start the eSports League 2? We might just have to start Not every team has one. It's, like, 20 of the teams are there. We okay. might have to start covering weird. this. Yeah. I saw Eddie White went to the draft, so. Yeah, I know he's a big fan. Yeah. All right, so you guys didn't get that. I think Jake's winning 2-1. to one. I said see ya. You say, but it's that Rhea. doesn't count. I said Trey Young. Are these new by curtains, way. by the way? Yeah, they do. Look no, nice. they just closed them. Uh, okay. okay. All right, right now we gel them. I'm around a great group of guys. They like brothers to me. They took me in with open arms last season. It's paying off right now, so why not? Patrick Beverly. Man, I don't know. Just think we just talked about him. Around the association. Around the association. Career. I'm not going to give you any more hints because it's, it's pretty close. You yeah, need it's Kyrie. This. You need this one. It's, it's Kyrie. Kyrie. It's uh, Simi Ojale. <laughs> oh, it's you Kevin Durant. No, it's not. We talked about him recently. You did, specifically. Shit, I don't know. Threw his name out in passing just like a minute ago. Talking about a team in the East. So you can see it. So you're just going to let Jake win this? Yeah, I don't remember. It's the first, first time we're doing this? Eric Bledsoe, after signing four oh years, God. $70 million dollar extension. Truly bad. Yeah, I would have never got I forgot I even talked about Eric Bledsoe. You're a big <laughs> Eric Bledsoe truther. Oh. You've always liked him, haven't you? No. Dude, you've liked him. <laughs> he was on my that. fantasy team. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad. No, he's, he's not, not a bad, bad person to like. I mean, hell, I like Rodney Hood. That's all for around the association. All right. Before we wrap it up, because I'm getting hungry. i got to go eat. Yeah. A few things. We'll go for our news that we go into the end of the show. Uh, Hawk, I want you to go into your Twitter fake followers rant Ooh, theory, boy. and then I'm going to introduce the new segment that I want to do. Okay, so I just had a theory. The big lead in Jason McIntyre, always, we're always talking about him. He moves the needle here at Born Ready to the Pod. He tweets, 
like 20 things in a row, like clickbladey bullshit that, you know, everyone's talking about that uh, most people can't stand in reality. So in all these, like, combined 20 tweets, he had, like, 26 likes, he said, or something. Yeah. So, and he's got somewhere, like, a ridiculous amount of followers. Like the big lead has, like, 35,000 followers. So you'd think, like, we could we could tweet out a picture of, like, a fart. Like, a guy <laughs> farting and get more likes. So I was just, which I don't, I'm not a like guy. I don't care who about likes. That never matters. But at the end of the day, you think, like, a news reporting outlet like that, get more engagement for tweets. So... My whole thing is just there's no way he's not or hasn't bought followers for those accounts. And I don't even know if he runs the big lead now because it was purchased by USA Today in 2012. But uh, they actually – so I got found this program called Twitter Audit. So I don't know how accurate it is, but it seems pretty accurate. 100% accurate. Uh, and this is going to be just a new thing is we're just going to type in random Twitter handles and guess the percentages that are on here. So the first one I plugged in here today was one we've already discussed, and that was Skip Bayless. This one's the funniest one. I just I, I can't get over how funny it is. So he's got over two million followers on Twitter. Yep. Uh, approaching three million. Uh, and I've already sent this to you guys, so you know what the percentage is. Forty-six percent is his audit score. So the higher percentage you are, obviously, is the better. So they project that 1.3 million of his followers are real. That's crazy. And 1.5 million are fake. So over half of his millions of followers are fake. I plugged in Donald Trump, and he had like a 90% rating. Wow. I mean, That's surprising. Yeah. Didn't I say... Uh, like, Skip Bayless. 40, we have a 99%, which might yeah, be the we highest had a 99. in the industry. Skip Bayless, what are you... Do, did he buy 1.5 million followers? I'd, maybe FS did, like when he made the transition to make him seem more popular. Logical. It's like a business decision at this point. Like, this stuff matters in the grand scheme of, like, these corporations putting these How many followers TV. you have? Like, personalities on TV specifically. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just plugged in Jason McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, what do you think his percent is? 70. There it is, because I sent it to you. <laughs> So, so 30% still, that's a gap we yeah. can discuss. So 56,000 of his followers are real. And then 24,000 are fake, according to our uh, So Twitter he probably audit. bought like 15,000 early on. Yeah, he probably bought. Now you're going to get fake followers. Yeah, that happens. But Porn. he definitely had to buy at least like 15,000 followers. Fan accounts that aren't real. Yeah. Like, it just happened. Yeah, so 70% score there for McIntyre. He definitely purchased some followers. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. And that's what I, that's the only mystery I wanted to solve, and I was never more it's – it's the questions we have to ask. We don't necessarily want to ask these questions, but at the end of the day, who necessary. else is going to? They're necessary. So next I'll type in uh, Darren Ravel, guy who has blocked us. <coughs> uh, so Darren Ravel has a 91% score. Wow. wow. Uh, he out the ground up 1.8 million are real 173,000 are fake so not bad, not bad for an over a million dollar let's plug in uh, Dan Dockage now mm-hmm. I haven't looked at this one it's like he's got like a 20 score let's see if it'll allow me his name's just Dan Dockage right sure I think <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat 83% percent jam so 130,000 are real <laughs> 25,000 are fake. No way JMV cares. Let's talk about that JMV picture. <laughs> that is... 
I honestly, I blocked JMV from my girlfriend's Twitter just so she couldn't look at that picture. <laughs> Why? So JMV, you don't got, want him swooping. Oh my gosh, JMV has a sixty percent. Oh, I hate to see your girl. Thirty-three thousand eight hundred are real. Twenty-two thousand are fake, according to Twitter audit. What about Chris Broussard? Chris Broussard comes off to me as the type of guy that would really like to like get the followers. How do you even buy followers? Should we just buy a bunch of followers? That's like, what I was thinking. Should we just turn it on? Buy Twitter followers. Chris Broussard is a 70... Oh, no, that's not the real Chris Broussard. That's a random Chris Broussard. I don't know what his Twitter name is. Two cents a follower is what this website offers. Two cents a follower. How many to a million? Extrapolate that. That's a lot of pennies. That's $1,000, right? Well, it's not that bad. Just go ahead and buy it. You got a credit card? <laughs> So twenty my likes twenty thousand dollars if we want a million followers on Twitter. What will five dollars get us? So I'm not gonna math. Ten thousand followers cost us one hundred eighty-seven dollars. That's not bad. Let's do it. <laughs> we just shoot up with ten thousand. All right. So we had a little technical difficulty. So I will be sending us out of the show today. It's an honor. First up, we got Hooters Night, March twenty-fourth at five p.m. Game doesn't start till what seven? Starts at five. Starts at 5, so be there a little early. Pacers vs. Nuggets at Hooters Downtown Indy. We will have no tables reserved. Come to the bar. If you're under 21, you can just hang over the ledge and wave at us while we drink and have fun. But we've got former players coming, David Harrison, Chris Copeland, about 60%. I mean, we'll just put it at 60%. Who knows? But either way, it's going to be a blast. We're going to eat a bunch of wings, and we're going to fart all night. Next up, we got the March Madness Bracket Challenge. This is the third annual Bracket Talents I've done. Last year we had 222 participants. So modest, times that by five. That's what the pot was last year. We used the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. First, got to make an ESPN account. You download the phone app or you can do this from your computer. You have to fill out the bracket before you can add it to any groups. Brackets usually come out late Sunday night to early Monday morning after Selection Sunday. It's important to change your bracket name to your name or let me know the name of the bracket you wish to pay. This is so I can easily check with who has paid. It makes my job a lot easier, guys, so I'll just do this. This year, the group name is BR, the number two, P, space, BC. Born ready to pod bracket challenge, easy enough. Even an idiot can figure this out. And the password is madness. So if you're going to fill out a bracket, you're going to Venmo me $5 per bracket, max of four brackets, and you're going to add them to the list after you fill them out on the app. You can Venmo me at Hawkness, H-A-A-K-N-E-S-S, or PayPal at ericdavidhawk at gmail.com, or in person if you know me. So that's that does our little spiel here. T-shirts. And we got t-shirts online on the store. It's, you can find that on our Twitter. Uh, they're all pretty fire. They're kind of the talk of the town. You can get them in time for spring when the weather's going to be out. Sun will be nice. You'll be rocking your shirt. People will ask you where you got that. Tell them where you got it. Spread the word. Spread the good word. we got some bumper sticker giveaways, too, on Twitter. That's going to wrap up the show. Thanks for listening. I feel tired after that rant. I can't wait to lay on my new bed. You guys got anything to say in closing? Lay on the bed and give me. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) See ya. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered Internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. 
So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com/internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the US to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.